This is a recording of Cytotagenia Checking Group F for the third time at the Insight Meditation Society on Monday, May 7th, 2012. <laughs> and with those of you who are reporting, those nine of you who are reporting, please raise your hands to identify yourself to Matet. Uh, I gave him the mindfulness while listening rap already. Yes. Right um, for about two and a half days, I was uh, stuck in aversion. Um, I was very, very restless. I didn't want to sit. Um, and I thought I was being mindful. I, I watched myself get restless, I watched the mind cause restlessness, I watched the body <coughs> have the mind react with restlessness, um, but really I got angrier and angrier. Um, this morning, um, the instruction that Steve was talking about, how sitting meditation wasn't necessarily um, the only mindfulness meditation, <laughs> um, and not even possibly the best mindfulness meditation. Um, it, it got released a little, and I was able to um, look at what was possibly my wrong view. Um, so at first, this line, wrong view, if with aversion, I didn't understand. Um, I think I basically wanted things to be different than they were. Um, that I had a lot of greed um, for a good sitting meditation. No way And I'm wondering if there's anything else to add to that that maybe I had wrong view about. ตัวไทยจึงตัวชูนี่แหละโหเทนี่ตาเลยตัวดังนั้นดีใส่กะปูปูดอดาผิดล่ะเลยเนี่ยอืมแล้วพอตัวอืมดีเนี่ยมันเ
the aversion causes this feeling, and so you're looking at the feeling, and that's the, the nature of it. Yeah. <laughs> The first yogi job is right view. He says um, the, the work of med awareness comes later. Right view must be placed first. So the right view, of, there is no I who is... No, this is just nature. Oh, okay. This is just nature. Yeah. Don't, don't say the not I. That's hard okay, okay. to understand. Just this is nature. Yeah. You can say this is nature, this is an object, this is the object right now. You can say that. And then slowly the other understanding will come in. But for that time, it's just enough to inject that. And and it's because of the wrong view that although you think you're observing aversion, it gets, it, it increases and gets stronger. And then if there's not only wrong view, but there's also a wrong attitude in the way we're observing. So we are observing because we want it to be different, because we don't want what's happening now. So observing with greed and aversion. Yeah. It's very important to understand greed and aversion because if we don't understand the extremes of greed and aversion then it's hard to... Uh, it, it's through the understanding of greed, greed and aversion that we come to the middle way, that which is not greed. He says, so for example, when we come across this sort of experience, understanding over and over again that greed doesn't help the practice. And then that slowly writes the view. And you know, greed cannot easily come in and interfere when we deeply understand. And same with aversion. Aversion doesn't help. Uh, aversion in the awareness. He says, it's not important to just meditate. It's really important to understand the principles behind meditation and right meditation.
<laughs> Delicate operation. What's your name? could speak some <clears throat> about the relationship between awareness and the mind. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'm trying to understand. They don't seem to be the same. I'm wondering if maybe awareness is a function of the mind. Anyway, um, any, anything you could say about that would be helpful for me. Yeah, saying that the thing that the knife, uh, บาเนี่ยตัวบาสุตัวมะทุตะโลเบเนี่ยเอ่อตะดีอ่ะเสยอะลุตะคุโลตุเทนเนี่ยแล้วแต่แม่เอ่อเนเน่ปูชินเปีย
uh, sorry, sati inside. Without sati, there can be no mind that arises with wisdom. That's why the Buddha um, taught this and said that we should cultivate heedlessness. Mindfulness. Not to be heedless. The Oh. Yes. So I've been reading uh, the book, and I keep seeing the sentence "object is object, object as object," and I felt there was something I was missing. Mm. And then I found um, because of understanding of object as object, understanding very deeply. We don't have delusion, craving, or aversion. So clearly, I'm not, my understanding is very deep. But I, I don't understand it. What he means by I object. I don't understand object as object. And today I was trying to practice by labeling everything that came up in, into contact as object, object. And it felt like I was saying, not me, not me. But that's. Mm. I when there is awareness, there is the knowing and all that is being known. Yes, each thing that is being known. And um, he said, so he, he wants to give an example. When you hear a sound, which is the object? Which do you know to be the object? When you hear a sound, what is the object? It's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are aware, <laughs> if you're aware, you've heard a sound, right. which is the object? The sound? <laughs> What else could it be? Why do you say the sound is the object? Um, my, my mind and that vibration come into contact and perceive sound. <laughs> so sim simply, the mind knows the sound, object. so sound is object. Right. So what the mind knows is called object. Right. So, in fact, the word object is almost like a classification. It's like, so long as you belong in this category, that means you are being known by the mind, right. you are object. Right. That is the object's role, is to be known. Right. If the mind knows something, it is object. Right. Yes? So it's like 
that is its nature because it's its, its role. That is the only thing that it, um, that's, so in, it's a kind of understanding, yes, it's a kind of insight, realizing that everything that's being known is just an object. And then, at that level of understanding, then all objects are equal because all they are is being known. Right. So, so that's what he means in that book. So how does that, that when you understand deeply, there is no aversion and um, attachment because you understand that that is its role. So it's an insight into the nature of the object. So I mean, the object could be aversion or or delusion or sound, peacefulness. You know, the object could be varied, and there are different things you could understand about the object and its specific nature as well. Like aversion causes resistance, and peaceful mind is quiet, and stuff like that. But then all of these have one general characteristic. If the mind is knowing it, it is an object. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't understand is how that links to no delusion, craving, or aversion. Because there is uh, <laughs> no delusion, craving, or aversion. the because at that, at that moment, that is the understanding. That's the insight. When insight is present, there will be no delusion with regard in relation to that insight. There, that delusion is absent, and aversion and craving are also not present because there is insight. Insight removes craving, delusion, and aversion. Yeah. He says, in, a, in any moment of understanding, if we just think about normal understanding in our lives, he says, when we understand something, it clears our mind. We understand, now so there is no confusion. So, yeah, there is no confusion, which is delusion, yes? But if we don't understand, then we will feel uh, confused, we, will, we might feel frustrated if we need to understand, and so on. Yes, but when there's understanding, all that is clear. So, is it that there's something about it is just an object? That is a level of understanding. It's just a feeling. Sorry? Is it like just a thought, just a feeling? That's another level of understanding. Each is an understanding of some kind of nature of what you're observing, but they're different understandings. Like a thought is not a feeling, and a feeling is not a thought. Okay. Thank you. So, so on the other side of that, then, um, it's about mind, then um, I, I sort of like spent a little time, you know, in stages of things, and um, as part of the time I was actually looking for mind, which, you know, is mindless, but anyway, um, and then I came to see, in, at least I think in my mind, that um, the mind arises just with the object. So that the mind is just connected to object, 
It's that consciousness. Is that true? Yeah, my name. That's true. Okay. I don't see the same thing. Yes. Um, I don't see, they see the. Uh, yes, for every object there's a mind that arises. Right, and so that's, that's mind. That's just, you know, because in a way it's ubiquitous. It's like there's only mind, really, in relationship to the objects. And then I think I heard side uh, Object and say that And remember that object, because of which a mind arises, that object could be another mind or a, uh, uh, you know, a body object. It could be another mind? Yes. So the mind, mind consciousness mind, feeling is the So it can be consciousness of feeling, consciousness of perception. You're using mind and consciousness as the same word. No. No. Um, mind is um, many things. Yeah, that's what I thought. So now I'm a little confused about so what, what you mean by many mind, different mind. When you said conscious, when you said co consciousness arises with every object, that's right. But a thought can be an object. Yeah. Love can be an object. Right. Hate can be an object. So hate is a mind. So what's the difference? A, a hating mind. A hating or mind. Or a desire mind. Right. That can be known. That can be the object of the next mind. Right. Oh, 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 oh. So mind moment, moment, moment by mind moment. No, no, no. It no? comes back to the mental concomitants. In a mind, there is many qualities working together. <coughs> right. Do I say that? When you do I yawn it? Do I? เออเซกะนอกเซกะตีเลยสรุปตัวซินซาลุเมียวโฮดีดีเซกะมาอกลงชื่อเลยตัวโฮดีอะเชสดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดีดี
I was really happy to sit and uh, get steady. And then I'll give an example of like one kind of insight that arose where for, there was a, a truck that came delivered propane or something. And it was really loud. <clears throat> and I had a lot of strong aversion. Came up immediately with the sound. But then I was very settled and it was very visceral. I could feel it throughout my whole body. And then awareness met it. Yeah. And it moved through. Yeah. And my mind became very sort of clear and sharp and mm. bright and open. Yeah. So that's... So later on, since I've been taking to the practice and really watching, so, so what was the insight? So it just it, it the insight was that I mean there was emptiness in it. It felt like the actual anger, the, the reactivity, mindfulness met it and it moved, but it was very much a bodily experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm using it as a setup for my okay. main question. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so just an example. Okay. Um, so the last days, I've been really watching. It's much more subtle. Um, working with non-extra effort and watching the watching the mind in terms of like mm-hmm. the movements of mm-hmm. greed, hatred, mm-hmm. delusions a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the practice has become much lighter mm-hmm. and in a way much less embodied. It's not that the body's not there, mm-hmm. um, but that that sense of really sort of dropping in and being embodied, like mm-hmm. body, mind wholeness, mm. what comes together often when, when concentration and mm. mindfulness are there, mm-hmm. it's felt much lighter. Mm. It hasn't been cerebral. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, I mean, it's not just not a lot, tons of thinking, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very light and I felt like it's been wise in terms of seeing movements very quickly of delusion, say, I mean not say, say greed or aversion, arising in the mind at a subtler level and moving through. But Sorry, with, could you repeat it? Okay. it? It feels like I've been seeing the movements of energy, yes. right? The movements of, of greed or aversion, mm-hmm. but it's at a much subtler level. Yeah. And uh, it, it just feels very, very light. Yeah. Like the body feels, has felt, well, the last few hours haven't been so light. Sure. <laughs> but uh, a lot of time, very light, and time goes very, very quickly. Mm. But it seems like there's not that penetrative. I see things arise and pass, but I'm not working with effort. So I'm working with just not, it's like when I see myself efforting the practice, I just notice that then it's like there's a little relaxation and a little opening. So the practice has become very spacious and very open, the body feels lighter. But there's not that investigation quality where you really see something and you, I don't, it doesn't feel like it moves through a really deep level of seeing, it's just light. And I don't feel quite, I don't, I mean, I'm just wondering how to work with this because I just feel, uh, it's, it's nice. I don't feel spaced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have that quality of, of investigation in the sense because I'm really working with the quality of effort. It's it's releasing grip. I'm not, not, se- I'm not, not efforting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, not, and I'm not really settling in the way I'm used to with body and mind together. Mm-hmm. Mm, really? Oh, to be นี่ก็เลยอ่ะตูดีโลอาทุมโลวาระตูตรอเสกอะฉิดอเนทไทเนเลยตะมะนี่ก็เลยอ่ะตูอะซ่าบายมาตูตูญาตะคุผิดเล
ตะเปียวเมเลญาบาเลยสรุปตูมะหอบเรดดีโลเวเปียเลยตูอตวิงก็เนี่ยเวนบรอเปียวว่ะเลยตาเวเปียวอืมตูเปียวแต่ไม่
understanding is when the mind realizes, oh, oh, all things are so. It understands the principle of the thing based on just one experience or you know something like that. Um, so you clearly understand what understanding is. So, so the next thing he was saying that even in your understanding how to not not do the efforting, mm -hmm. there is a, a wisdom in there. Your mind clearly understands how to do that. Not everybody knows. Somewhere your mind actually understands um, uh, of its own the benefit of not efforting. That's why the mind is able to do that. Because if there is no real understanding of the benefit of not efforting and no real understanding of the skill of how to do it, the greed's nature to want to, to effort will come in. You can almost not stop it. So, you know, even though the yogi tries, greed will always have its way. But clearly your mind has an understanding of how not to or what, and why not to, and that's why it's able to maintain that. So, but I will say, just as a follow through, there's a little greed, because at a certain point, it's, I can learn to recognize that state, and then I'll incline, this mm -hmm. is was a follow-up question, yeah. I'll incline to move to that state, which is open and restful and not pushing and pulling. Yeah. Things do arise and move. Yes. But there's one, I'm getting more comfortable with it, so there's an inclination. To? If I'm a little off from it, to yeah. move, to like incline myself towards that awareness, that level of, that, that quality of awareness. So that's, that's a balanced. little bit of greed. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm, I don't get off so easy. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But already quite skillful. Yes. Yeah. 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 It takes mm. strong wisdom to see subtle defilements. It says, then, then those small defilements cannot grow into big defilements. So my question is about... The question is about how to increase faith in the possibility of Nibbana. So my experience is there's part of the mind that has faith in the practice mm -hmm. and um, would like to cultivate more faith, sees, conceptually sees, uh, like wow, if, if I could believe in the possibility of Nibbana, that would be an incredible energy to bring into. So there's a desire for more faith in that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a doubting part of the mind that um, finds it impossible to have faith in something that I can't understand or that can't be known. Mm -hmm. And that's something also I've read in the suttas, to not believe what someone says is true, only what mm -hmm. you can know in your own experience. Mm -hmm. And it's clearly, you know, from the four levels of happiness that were laid out, it's going to be a long way. This is not a near object, right? There's all the, 
So how to how to work with that? How to make bone to get she to look the top for pull out to get your for your own for the low yamalere number ตัวอาทุบบ่มาแล้วอยู่เนี่ยบ่สะดุลุกแต่ตัวโจติเนี่ยแต่แม่นี่มาจ้ะเราโกติโลละเมียวเนาะน้าเลยซิซ่าโล
that becoming itself is dukkha. Mm -hmm. That if we can understand that, because that's wisdom. And when wisdom understands one thing, it understands the opposite. Mm -hmm. So when wisdom can understand that every becoming is dukkha, then it understands the opposite, mm -hmm. which is Mapida. not becoming. Mapida. Mapida. So, that, so then the mind can understand what not becoming is, mm -hmm. that it will be. Yeah. 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 He says a, a very maybe more on our level kind of understanding. He says, um, so every mind that arises in the mind is giving rise to other minds. They are, everything that arises now is a cause for more, is a condition for more things in, um, to come. And he says, if we are aware and we know that when there is um, under awareness and wisdom, the mind is free of aversion and, um, and craving. He says we can, I mean, if that, when there's an insight, he says, in fact, at that time, there's no loba dosa moha. Mm -hmm. We often don't recognize that. Mm -hmm. But if we did recognize that, he says, we would see that every time there was an insight or in some moments of awareness when there is no greed and aversion, he says, the mind is actually freed in that moment of all the resultants. You know, because when mm -hmm. there is greed or aversion, these give rise to certain kinds of nama rupa, which are more... Um, which are more gross. Yes. yes. Um, because there are chittas that arise because of the rupa. Mm -hmm. Rupas that arise because of the chitta. Mm -hmm. So um, so when there is less greed and aversion in the mind, then we have to bear less of the burden of those resultant rupas that are going to arise because of greed and aversion, yes? Mm -hmm. If we could even understand that in the moment, that every moment of awareness with wisdom <laughs> is relieving of, us of future resultants that are, are more, right. you know, more difficult to... Yeah. 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 He says, um, um, we often think that, you know, when we understanding, when we stand, understand arising and passing away, that, you know, and we told in the theory that it is the cessation of arising and passing away. But he says, if we also understood that if it would never arise, that cessation is already mm -hmm. there. It's already seized, mm -hmm. if it doesn't arise. You took the seed, it's a seed, though. Seized, uh, cessation, seized, 
Yeah, yeah, already right. is already seized. Seized. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment in a sitting meditation earlier today when I thought it was that um, I thought it was in the mind that that the mind immediately labeled as um, the mind what the mind immediately immediately um, labeled the thought as as um, impure and and. Um, the next thought that arose was about the previous thought, that the mind just judged the mind. And that thought did the same thing. And there's just this sort of um, progression or regression of uh, <laughs> thoughts that continued in it. It just reminded me of the analogy that Saidon used last week about the um, toll gate. Except it seemed more like like the mass turnpike at rush hour. <laughs> yeah. Where there's 12 or 20 gates and they're going in both directions. <laughs> and I'm just was observing all of that and wondered if there's anything other than just doing that. ไอ้ชื่อเนี่ยไทยเนี่ยเราสิทธิ์ตะคุเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยสิกะตวยหลุดตีไล่เตะเลยพี่มาดาคิเลตาสิทธิ์ห
overall I feel at ease, mind uh, is clear and objects in and of themselves to be seem to be very distinct. Um, there's, I, I'm, I feel far from the discursiveness of life events and uh, stories, um, fear, doubt, etc., etc. And I, in objects arise as a feeling, and I can, and and there's association for the most part with different feelings, you know. I, Greed has a particular, and it shows up near my right shoulder blade, and it never really becomes much. And I, I can, I recognize the feeling of a thought before the thought comes, and I can, I can bring it on, and I can look at it, and I can dump it, or I can just, mm. I don't want to go there. And I have a lot of choice. Mm. And so it feels good on one level, and so there's a, there's a. There's a little attachment, but I just keep reminding myself this is not, there's not a huge amount of insight here. This is, you know, it just feels, just feels good. But there's a preference for it, for sure. On the other side, um, probably 80% of the time, I observe uh, an incredible amount of physical, like just, that I'll just describe as horrendous, physical pain throughout the torso. And is that something you have, like an illness or no, it's only on retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only in the city? It is. And always in every retreat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of retreat it's just really bad, and I just want to... Well, actually, at the beginning of the retreat, everything's good, and then, like, day three or four, it's just, it's really bad. Mm. And it's it's just excruciating. I just want to, like, bolt, mm. you know? And what's happening now is... I'm not sure how to explain this, but... There's also not a lot of story here about my life either. It's just that... As objects come in, they're not distinct. They're muddled, mm. and they're sort of just blending with one another. Mm. And I look, and I and I say, like, where's, you know, just an inquiry. Where's the greed? Is this greed or aversion? Mm. And I don't, I don't find anything. And so what's coming up for me is it's got to be delusion, because I'm, in, I'm seriously in pain. Mm. Um, more recently, I've begun to, to notice what feels like just a, a very subtle pushing. There's just, and it doesn't even, it's not even like I'm pushing. I don't, I don't see an agenda necessarily. Mm -hmm. I, I might be missing, might mm -hmm. be more delusion. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I can just have a, an awareness of a feeling of pushing and my best description is just a, a, a backing, just like a backing off. Mm. And there's a soft, like just there's, but I don't know what I'm backing off. Even though there's a pushing. 
Yeah, the best words I have are there's some rec there's some awareness of a quality of pushing. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time to see it. Yeah. And then when I see it, there's just a there's a release, and I can feel oh, the space throughout the throughout the torso, mm -hmm. and. I can see the, the places where, the particular places where greed, aversion, and particularly fear or worry show up in mm -hmm. my back, mm -hmm. like I can see them kind of nagging at me, mm -hmm. those four spots, mm -hmm. but they don't go, any, they don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm, I'm just observing this more subtle level, you know, if I were to label them, what was pain would... I can kind of get away with sensation, but I know if I if I zag and I'm supposed to zig, it's going to be pain again. Okay. And I don't even really know what I'm doing in this particular. It's it feels subtle. There's not enough awareness to really. Okay. Therefore, the ambiguity I think of what I'm. But I don't I don't really know what's happening. Okay. And I suspect there's delusion that just I can't see. Do mm -hmm. I know what you're aware of, generally, yeah. before the pain comes up? Say that again, I'm sorry? What are you aware of before the pain comes up? What, uh, what are before you the pain comes up. Yeah. <coughs> Not sure. What do you do when you first sit? Uh, observe whatever is most vivid in my... Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it's, often it's sound, but okay. sound or breath usually. Okay. โอ้อะติดอกกาวนี่เลยปอปอปอปานั่นน่ะซะๆเนาะตะคุจ้ะเนาะเลยตัวดีดีเนาะตะคุอ่ะชิดเสียยากไอ้น้องตูผิดเต
ปาวสั่งเนี่ยแล้วมันอยู่ได้มั้ยตู่กูอ่ะขึ้นเลยเนาะเอาเนาะเอาเฉยๆเนี่ยเปลี่ยนชื่อบ่ซิกันตะตา
That was a yogi, he, when he came to the center, Sierra said he always saw him sitting with two little pillows under his thighs by the side. <laughs> so Saigo wondered about that, but he didn't ask him yet. And then, you know, so through weeks of reporting, and then, you know, everything was going well. He, you know, he had good awareness, continuous, you know, um, samadhi, and so on. Saido asked him one day, so why do you have those pillows under your legs? And he said, oh, Saido, and so he recounted how he had a lot of pain in, in his first practice, and, um, and then he used those pillows, and then um, he doesn't have pain anymore now, and he's got good awareness and stuff now, and so Saido said, if you have good awareness and all, you should be, you know, it should be fine, there should be no pain, so maybe take away those pillows. So he took away the pillows and the very next day it started. Great pain, strong pain. And Saito said, it's, I mean, you've been sitting in that position for so long. I mean, there shouldn't be such a great pain. So, so then Saito said, watch the fear. Because he's afraid from the first experience where he had so much pain that he had to work through it. So, so told him to watch the fear in his mind. So, the that, that was his security So once the fear came back, you know, the pain came back. So then he watched the fear and he watched the agitation and resistance in his mind. There wasn't the pain anymore. So it was more the tra trauma of the first experience that brought up the memories. And mm. Sort of like a projection of the mind made him re-experience. Imaginary problem that now we are. Imaginary problem. <laughs> the mind has created it for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I really appreciate, Sayada, your instructions of being more relaxed and easy as someone who's practiced a lot with sort of wrong effort and, and sort of self-abuse in a certain way. Um, it's much uh, more spacious and helpful to practice this way. <clears throat> and I really appreciate the translations. Um, and <clears throat> my question is regarding the instructions that we were asked to um, read every day. A couple times since we were given the sheet. 23 and, points. Oh. Um, about right attitude. Right. And I get kind of stuck on, um, let's say, one of them. And that is um, number two, where it says meditation is watching and waiting patiently with awareness and understanding. And, um, and waiting is really about remaining inactive until something expected happens. <laughs> and so my mind kind of like wonders, like, well, what are what we are waiting, waiting for? <laughs> 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 He says the sense of waiting. Just to be patient, like to to not try and get something, you know, you, you're not running after the object. You're just waiting for it to come to you. Mm -hmm. So I get the patient part. Yeah. It's just the waiting part. There's not a forward leaning, there's mm -hmm. a a leaning back mm -hmm. and just allowing things to come towards you. So that's the waiting bit. Okay. Yeah. So there's nothing expected. No, 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 not to chase after objects uh, or experience, just to relax. Unfortunately, we have tried to translate every single one of his words and make it understandable. And in Burmese, it's called, it's wait and watch. In Burmese, it's wait and watch. But we didn't come back. We have expectation that we got more. Yeah. So the waiting. He says he he likes the word waiting because, but it's a, without a sense of expectation. It's just mm -hmm. waiting, just there, just waiting. Mm -hmm. uh, waiting no and more relaxed feeling. Yeah. That's really just more about patience. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've had debates about this when this thing was translated. <laughs> so debates of all the words. Yeah. Yeah, that's been translated into quite a few languages. Language of an Amino City. Maybe on his website, maybe six or five. That's cool. Let me check Spanish. Chinese. I'll ask another. Um, mm. So, are the idea of 
Uh, it's not my responsibility what comes up. Mm. It's just like the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to always love you. I'm not going to always love you. Yeah? Right, because if, it, if there's no me, how can there be my responsibility? <laughs> so here's the hook. <laughs> so in the, and I have to say, in the last really two and a half days, I've had the most peaceful days of my life, so I'm a little wary of what's but in the beginning, um, after two swell days, yeah. it was like every fall, every humiliation, every mistake I'd made in my life was just this cascade that was just uh, battering me. And I'd sort of recover from it, and then there'd be another one. Um, so that's very hard not to identify with. ตูเอียงกาวมิเนยบาผิดเลยซอตูเสกตูบัวแท้มาตูคันซาแกอ่ะเลยเอ่อเจควยหมู่เช็คเช็คควยหมู่เอ่อตูเอ่อบลูกับ
the unfortunate result the, is the that, whole, you will, the whole, the whole that you will feel unpleasant things too. If you want to enjoy pleasant things, you will have no choice but to enjoy the unpleasant things too. We must understand this. It's coming to us now. It's showing that they are showing their faces to us. Our job is only to... So there are pleasant and unpleasant objects coming to us. How are we to understand them? How to view them? So what's been very, very amazingly helpful is... Any object I got. Yes, all objects are here to help us. So seeing, you know, there's a line in the book, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to, it's, you don't have to like it or dislike it, it doesn't have to make you happy. And I say that, and it's like, oh, it's just there. It, you know, and it seems, and the attachment to it just seems to get cut, and it just, I coexist with it, and then it, next time I look, it's gone. Mm. So it's really... Mm. And you see the relief from even just bringing up this. And he says, imagine if you had a deep understanding about it, a spontaneous understanding about it, how much... More ตัวคนก็ว่าดุขะลูกขันซ้าเลยดุขะบ่หลุซึ่งเปียวล่ะเนาะเออตัวเปียวอุเสียดีอะไรซะดุขะนัตตะเนี่ยปัตตะลูอ
they, they cannot have your insight. But he says, in that sense, there is, um, he says, depending on the strength of the insight, it might just be an understanding of one aspect of it. Maybe there's only understanding of Anicca, maybe there's only understanding of Anatta, maybe there's only understanding of Dukkha. <coughs> or it might be a combination of some or all of them, depending on the strength of the insight. But unfortunately, he can't say how. Yeah. He says, so for example, he, he just, so, um, we suppose we always um, relate to a particular object or experience with greed. Yes. And then if we were to relate to that object without the greed, he says, how do we imagine what it would be like? That must be a, I mean, that's an insight that would bring that kind of relationship, but what would it be like? How do we imagine it or how it comes? Doing this angle. Have you ever eaten a durian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you, you can understand. <laughs> 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 so how do you describe the taste of a durian to somebody? He says, and this is just, I mean, it's a reality, it's taste. But how do you describe that to somebody else? And this is a very simple to someone who has never eaten one. Do you say it tastes like as sweet as sugar, mango, corn? <laughs> you can compare it to someone, but you cannot understand the taste of durian. He says you've got to grab the fella, stick it in his mouth. <laughs> The finest French custard passed through a sewer pipe. Yeah. The finest custard, what French? Passed through a sewer pipe. Passed through a sewer pipe. Passed through. The path, the finest custard put through a sewer pipe. Oh, well, custard sura, or no, no, nature, one, no, death, one, if I let, no, mafi, masiba, a pudeo, a chosen pudeo, or she now me for what I need to do and I do it in the Sometimes the, it seems the gateway towards insight is is through a lot of resistance or a lot of like raw. It seems like raw suffering. Yes, and suddenly at the and end of it, <coughs> there are different doors, gateways yeah, yeah, into, yeah. and they they manifest in different times. And yes, I would say. Yeah, But the important thing to understand is just before the insight arose, the second before, millisecond before the mind got balanced and that's when the insight arose. Mm -hmm. He says there are times when, you know, like 
you sit a whole hour, you, you're making steady effort and all, but that's just a little bit too much. Yeah, so no insights arise, you're just being with it, with it. Just at the end, just as you're relaxing to stand, to get up the, 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 the mind, just that's comes the to the right balance and suddenly it understands things yeah. that, yeah. So I don't benefit by that. that. Dang, dang, and the work on it. So that's how he understands it. When it's balanced, it's like that sound. <laughs> 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 yeah, because there's that. Actually, my goal passing the effort will show less on my wall. Passing the effort will show like a nature and do a little low. Yeah, so all this awareness has been built up. There's this. Um, continuity from all the personal effort which was too much but just when it's falling off it comes to balance and on its own sometimes if it's, the conditions are right then oh, oh, inside arises when the mind is steady, but when it's somewhat steady. Mm -hmm. And there's the um, thinking mind. And I'm just, I'm so disinterested in it. I'm like, I'm, I mean, it's going. So there's obviously some interest making it go. Mm. So, um, but I'm, I'm just, what I'm conscious of is I'm like, I just, it's like a real disillusionment with it. You know, like, I just don't even care what it's saying. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's just like, so I keep bringing the awareness mm -hmm. out of the thoughts. When I realize I'm in a thought, I'm like, oh, crap again, right? So there's aversion in it. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel like I'm pushing it away. It feels like I'm just, I just don't care about it. So I'm wondering if that's uh, is that skillful or not? Kind of don't do it at all. Do, chill, no, chill at home. I do it at all. Now let our home do do it. Mama, you must see you do a thing, bro. That means second, then turn it. That means to turn it, let me see you do it. A you must see like you are missing something. I don't do the chair. I'm sure I'm being being poor, right? He says, even though the thoughts, the stories, or whatever it's talking about, is nonsense. But the thinking mind is reality. And what you're interested is in the thinking mind, not the stories that it's generating. So regardless of what nonsense it speaks, you can still watch the to understand the nature You can even understand Anicca Dukkha from watching the thinking mind. Yes? But if I stay in it, not in it, watching it. Yeah, I think that, but that's, maybe it's that I don't, I feel like I don't have that option. Either I'm in it, or I just get out of it. 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 Or
Um, when I'm, I'm a little bit unclear on, in this country, in the psychological movement, often <clears throat> you really do a deep investigation of pain and suffering. And I'm unclear in the psychological in the cycle in this country. Yeah. So and that's supposed to be therapeutic, helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, but in this method, I'm unclear about to what extent do you investigate the the pain, story. The, not necessarily yeah. even the story, but the the pain, even if it's physical pain. To what extent do you investigate it? Do you investigate it until it's just too overwhelming? Or do you really stick with just the awareness of knowing it? His instruction is to recognize the reaction that comes in the mind when there is pain, like the the, the resistance in the mind, mm -hmm. and to recognize that, to observe that, and then to understand all the other conditions in the mind that are that feed the pain, the beliefs, the attitudes, the you know, all those that all that the thoughts that feed into the, the, the resistance and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but you keep the emphasis on that rather than on, <clears throat> than on the pain itself. Yeah, you look at yeah, you, you don't look at the pain directly when there is still resistance in the mind towards it. Um, but you want to investigate everything in the mind that is related to the pain. Um, you're not ignoring the pain, but you're emphasizing, watching what, what's relevant to it. And once the mind is calm, he says, then you can see the relationship between the mind and its reactions and the pain, at that time you mm -hmm. can take both into view and, and understand the relationship between mm -hmm. mental reaction and perception of pain. Mm -hmm. So it, in this latter stage, do you actually then investigate the pain? He says, once there is no more reaction in the mind, then the mind can understand no, no, home. Any object. things as they really are. And it's not just pain, he says, it's any object. Yeah, he says, this principle is, is applied over and over again every, in everything. He says, there's an object, the mind reacts. Look at the reaction in the mind. When the reaction is no more, look back at the object to see how the mind sees it now. This mm -hmm. again and again the same principle. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yes, 
Right thought, right attitude, right view. Right thought, right attitude, right view. They're all forms of wisdom. Right thought, right attitude, right view. They're all forms of wisdom. Right thought, right understanding. I'm not saying. Right thought is closely associated with right understanding because if we have the right understanding, we will think in the right way. Right understanding machine If we don't have right understanding, right information, where do we get that wisdom? He says we can get it from right information, secondhand wisdom. So maybe we've heard of something and that's right, and that helps us to have right thought, and then we can apply that. But if we have our own understanding, either logical or insightful, it says then we can we have that right understanding and that helps us to have right thought about what's happening. Okay. Is that okay? I think so. <laughs> so it's okay. Right thought is thinking in the right way. <laughs> Being able to think in the right way, in a reasonable way. If there's a defilement, then there will be wrong thought because the mind will think in the defile in the way the defilement wants it to think or pushes it to think. So wisdom arises, right thought, they come along with it. Me. To have wisdom, she right thought ka pie pie nine elulare. Sure. Definitely will come with it. Okay, but there necessarily doesn't have to be a thought. I mean, wisdom can arise with a thought. Wisdom thinks. He says the moment that an, an understanding has arisen, even if it is wordless, you understand what the wisdom has said. And later you can use words to explain it to somebody else, but that's a thought. He says if there is no thought about it, there, there can be no recollection about it later. Thinking itself is just a function, it's a simple function, it thinks. He says, but thinking then um, is motivated by, is, is colored by, you know, wholesome or unwholesome uh, qualities of mind. So, you know, there could be anger, and you have angry thoughts, there could be uh, metta, then you'd, you know, you'd have so it's the motivation that's important. The thinking itself is just it, it's it's harmless. It it has not no nothing of its own character. Siora yes. said that um, home was just the next retreat center. Home was the next retreat. Is the Next retreat center. Oh, oh, yeah. See, yeah, now, now retreat center. Ever, ever retreat. Always retreat center. Yeah, there, there's uh, <laughs> becoming more interested in bringing this practice home. Yes. In <laughs> good attitude, right attitude. Yeah. <laughs> In the little red book, Sierra mentions that meditation cannot occur 
when there is thinking, expectation, and planning. And we, it's easy to dismiss expectation as desire, but it seems very difficult to get rid of thinking and planning from the activities that are prevalent in the home. No, he's talking about expecting thinking and planning above the practice, I think. <coughs> are those exact words? Right. Well, I only have the English. Uh, you may be talking about the observing mind. Yes, definitely talk about the observing mind, but I want the exact words. Um, is it in the 23 points? No, it's on something like page 116, something like that. Awareness book. Awareness alone is the Yeah, yeah, the red book. Right, um, the Burmese version of the awareness book. Okay. So, I sound below. You tell us about. Since. Since. Planning lonely wrestling. I told. Who my pin nine red. Er. Since I ran it. ตัวเซนส์มาเนี่ยเราก็ต้องเอ้ยตัวเซนส์มาเนี่ยเราก็ต้องเอ้ยตัวเซนส์มาเนี่ยเราก็ต้องเอ้ยตัวเซนส์ม
um, why am I asking this question to them? Like, they won't, it's not helpful. But I guess I just wanted some, I'm gonna have to call them tomorrow. Um, and maybe, I don't know, every day. Um, so I just wanted, when it's a sort of, there's a, I guess definitely there was defilements in the mind, because there was definitely, there was fear and all of this, and how to work with that when talking to people. Mm. ตูดีตูอิงโอเปียเมฟงคอเลยจองชีโลเอ็มมาเออเราตูปะชะมะนี่เลยเนาะตาหัวอ่ะชุบเลยเนาะตะนี่เนาะมะทามีอะกูรอ
ไม่เนี่ยอุ๊ยอ่ะตบาวะตบาวะเนาะคณะคณะเปียวล่ะเออตบาวะอเมียวเปียวกูน้าเลยไหนน่ะตบาวะอเมียวเปียวชื่อต